0: This is Jade. This is Carly. And this is Mommy's Tell All. Hello, Jade. Hey, Carly. That's my podcast voice because last time I started really high. So this time I'm trying to start in a neutral place. I like it. It's very sultry. Thank you. Tonight I'm going to go talk to Evan like that. Oh, well, you might I mean, like that. Really. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> We're having our first like date night, and like, oh gosh, we haven't been on a date in like months because we've been so busy. Yeah. So maybe I'll be like, hey, Evan. And he'll be like, why are you talking like that? He's been out of town for like five days.
1: I honestly dare you. I dare okay, you I'll to try do that it. tonight.
0: I feel like I should have a <laughs> recorder on when I do that. So people, he'd be like, what? Or he'd be like, oh, I like it. What is this new thing you're doing? I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. It's yes. been a busy week for us.
1: It's been so busy. I I feel like I've been running around like a chicken with its head cut off. But I yeah. guess maybe that is the normal.
0: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's very true. Well, okay. So we launched our jewelry company Reviver on Monday. It was very exciting. So many people are, are just so nice and so positive and like, yes, live your dreams. I really did feel like a dream like came to life.
1: Yeah, I just want to say thank you to everybody out there who supported it and helped us make it super successful and just believe in women pursuing their dreams and yes. women supporting women you guys rock
0: you guys even if you don't buy a necklace you seriously have to go check out our website though because our website has these videos of all these amazing women telling their stories about um life traumas and and how they're overcoming them and just these like i mean beautiful stories they open up so much and each word from our necklace is associated with uh, one of these women and it's just I don't know I get teary-eyed just thinking about it it's, and I don't even I cry.
1: get so emotional they're so powerful and it just shows you that you can turn your pain into something beautiful and that's what these women are doing they've mm-hmm. been through hell and back
0: hundred percent and
1: yet they're still going and yeah. I just think it's amazing that they wanted to share their testaments
0: I know it's we're really lucky we're lucky that they they did um also jane your youtube channel launched the ashley and jared and nick and tanner and emmy the, yeah, the it's day called after Wh- reviver so that's so cool i know
1: it's so crazy it's called what now and it's available on youtube you guys should watch it it's pretty funny nick and jared and tanner are hilarious and emmy is adorable so if you guys <laughs> want to go check that out too just search what now on youtube or go to my uh instagram and you can find it there perfect But we also wanted to talk about, speaking of busy people, Yes, we wanted to feature a working mom on the podcast this week. And so we found Megan Schneider on our Facebook group, and she was willing to come on and talk about her job, which is actually super cool. She has
0: one of the coolest jobs I've ever heard of anyone having ever, which we'll get to that in a minute because I'm so excited to talk to her about it, but like so rad. Is rad still a thing? Do people say rad? Rad is coming back. Rad's coming back. All the young people are saying I'm, rad. I'm in style right now. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I've always wanted to be cool. Um, but yes, Megan is here to talk about uh, how she balances um, mom life and work life, which I I really don't understand how people do it. Uh, moms are amazing. Women are amazing. And then also... Um, if you have kids in the car, I would suggest maybe at the very end of this episode, um, Megan actually went through a very traumatic US event, um, and she's going to be opening up about that as well. So um, I it's an incredible, incredible uh, heart-wrenching story, but um, I just wanted to maybe warn you that if you have kids in the car, maybe turn it down, or if you have kids running around the house, it might be more of an adult conversation than a child conversation yeah Yeah,
1: agreed um so yeah should we just dive into this
0: yeah let's uh take a really quick break and then when we come back uh our conversation with megan and now it's time for our segment jade and carly pay for emmy and bella's college education
1: There are three things every homeowner wants their home to be. Smarter, safer, and more fun. What if I told you One Link by First Alert has you covered? First, meet your family's new best friend, the OneLink Safe and Sound, a hardwired smart smoke and carbon monoxide alarm with a premium home speaker and Alexa-enabled all-in-one sleek device. Built with First Alert safety technology and providing an immersive, great sound experience, The safe and sound elevates any home
0: and it gets better. One Link by First Alert also offers the One Link smart smoke and carbon monoxide alarm that work with the One Link safe and sound. The device is easy to install and protects against both smoke and carbon monoxide. If smoke or carbon monoxide is detected in the home, the smart alarm will notify you via exclusive voice and location technology and send a notification to your smartphone, whether home or away. A smart home should start with smart protection and One Link by First Alert welcomes you to a smarter, safer home. Visit one onelink.firstalert.com for more information. You guys, we want to tell you about this really cool cookie company called Bang Cookies, a luxe all-natural organic cookie company from New Jersey that was created to be an antidote to boring, unsatisfying cookies. Bang Cookie uses all organic ingredients sourced from local vendors, and they work tirelessly to make the best tasting cookies ever. In fact, they spent years perfecting their signature sea salt chocolate chunk cookie, which is perfect for pregnancy cravings. Oh, and for Evan and Tanner and anyone else who can drink Bang just launched a line of alcohol infused cookies. You should really order a box of Bang cookies for yourself and taste how good they are. You can even feel good about eating them because they use organic flour, and butter from the milk of grass-fed cows. Bang Cookies have been written up in the New York Times and featured on the Today Show and CNBC. They ship nationally, but if you're a Mommies Tell All listener in Hoboken, New Jersey area, Bang Cookies will deliver warm cookies to your door in about an hour. For the month of May 2019, go to bangcookies.com and use promo code Mommies for $10 off all your orders of six or more cookies, and shipping is free. Jade and I are stay-at-home moms, but we also work. Um, but we're not. I don't the know. "Quote unquote working us. Yeah. mom," yeah. because the working mom is the, I mean, the real hero in the world.
1: <laughs> I I try to put myself in working mom's shoes, and I'm just like, they really do it all because. They're supporting their family financially. Mm-hmm. They're taking care of their baby. Mm-hmm. They're still keeping a relationship. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot to balance. And it's, I mean, I, uh, we have Megan Schneider here with us. And I'm just like, hats off to you, girl, because it's, it's, quite, it's quite the task.
0: Yeah, and I know um, in our Facebook group, a lot of people ask us questions on what that balance is like, how to do it, how to begin it. Um, there's a lot of guilt associated with it. Um, and we just want to know, we want to also know, Megan, how do you do it? <laughs> hi, how everyone? do you
2: balance? <laughs> yeah,
1: why don't you introduce so, yourself yes. first? <laughs> We're like jumping right in. I know. But,
2: so, hi, everyone. I'm Megan. I'm happy to be here. Um, so how do you do it? Uh, there's definitely so much mom guilt involved, um, going back after maternity leave. Um, three months and um, still trying to, of course, breastfeed and go back to work. And I work a nine eighty schedule. Um, we also commute, so we have a thirty minute commute there and back. So I'm gone ten hours if I'm lucky, not working over. And it's it's definitely tough. I'm fortunate though that I do have that family cares for her, so I do get pictures and videos throughout the day, and I think oh, that truly so nice. truly helps. Um, And I try my best to focus on work when I'm at work. um, Of course, the guilt going back was very tough. And it's still tough today because I know I'm missing these milestones and watching my daughter grow. Uh, My daughter's 14 months old. Her name's Audrey. She's our biggest blessing. And uh, the day-to-day life is um, just juggling both my career and sticking with my career and mommyhood and um, working these long days and then coming home and I only get um, anywhere from two to three hours a night with my daughter. It's basically routine. You know, we get home, we have to get dinner ready, we're doing um, some playtime, we're doing bath time stories and getting ready for bed. I'd say during the week, it's it's very tough. Um, I'm basically counting down the days until the weekend. Um, when the weekend comes, it's we do everything with our daughter. Here we are 14 months, and um, I haven't been a night away <laughs> um, because I, that time is so crucial to me because I only really get the weekends. Mm-hmm. Like, you can only do so much in a couple hours in the evenings. So that's huge.
0: So are you—you're— uh, in the same job that you were before you had Audrey. Yes. So, what What is it that you do? Um. So
2: I work at the spaceship company. Um, what?
0: This is amazing. What does that even mean? <laughs> so
2: we build spaceships. Stop. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we are the sister company to Virgin Galactic, Um, I know a lot of people are familiar with Virgin, uh, Virgin Mobile, Virgin Airlines, Virgin everything. Um, Sir Richard Branson is our founder, and uh, it's really cool. He comes out every couple of months to check the progress and see what's going on and We're the manufacturing side of the first commercial space line. We are working for Virgin Galactic, and they're going to be the commercial side and giving the passengers the real experience to become, you know, everyday people to get that chance to be an astronaut.
0: (gasps) That's so So, cool. Yeah. And terrifying.
2: Yes. Yes. So I've been there um, five and a half years. Um, I started as an admin. I decided to go back to school. um, And then I went into the last three years, I've been into configuration management so I work with the engineering department and my team, there's only three of us, small team. Um, we are char- in charge of the configuration of the vehicle. So we have to know the parts, uh, what revision they're on. Um, we review all the engineering documents, all that good Gosh, stuff. You're
0: so smart. So, uh,
1: it's so cool, right? <laughs> <It's> so
2: cool. <laughs> Yeah, so we had our um first successful space flight where uh, our two pilots got their astronaut wings in December and then shortly after in March, um two more did. So we're at seven commercial astronauts um wow. in the world right now and wow. the seventh one was the first female.
0: Whoop, whoop. So, wow. Yeah, She got That's to be so a passenger cool. and
2: she got to get out of her seat and float around and then get back in her seat and come back to earth. So,
1: That's what amazing. is so the goal of this is mm civilians being able to actually go. Do you just go out in orbit or how does that out of orbit? Or how does so that work?
2: it's basically opening space to everyday people. Um, there are already over 800 tickets sold. Lady Gaga, Justin it? Bieber. Um, so there are 250,000. I'll take right seven. now. <laughs> <laughs> um, the goal is with time to get those prices down so more everyday people can go ahead and get that experience.
0: The oh non-Lady gosh. Gagas of the world. <laughs> right. <laughs> um,
2: so it is a um, mothership vehicle that holds the spaceship, and they take off. And once they get to. The limit they get to, they release, and the spaceship, um, it is a reusable spaceship, so it will come back down, obviously, and we will reuse that for future flights. We just change out the, the motor, and wow. um, so the motor ignites, and they take off. They go to space, and they get to check things out. There's, It's really cool if you ever pop um, online and check out the vehicle. There's windows, like, all the way around, so wow. they really get that experience. They get to unbuckle, float around. Back in their seat and come back on to oh. Earth. <laughs> wow, they're you know like what? Martians. The cool, <laughs> <Martians.
1: laughs> the coolest thing is though is like all the work that you're doing for your daughter's generation. It's because of you.
2: Yeah. And that's so cool. I think the big part of that is like we are making history. Like right. yeah. this day and age, like we're opening space. Like it's not an easy thing or else it would already have been done, you know. So we have, of course, competition. And um, so for my daughter to get to see like my mom and dad, because yeah. dad also works there. Cool. You know, they they were part of this. And so does I,
0: that help at all? like knowing that you have the coolest job in the world? <laughs> I,
2: I, think, I think it is pretty cool and <laughs> I definitely think it helps getting up and going to work yeah. and I think that's also part of helping with the guilt of leaving my daughter. Like I know I'm doing something really cool and um, it, it is helping yeah, yeah. everyone get up. A- when you're being, I think like what
1: the thing is that we need to focus on too is like we're being. you're being such a great role model mm-hmm. for your daughter. Working moms are going out there and showing that like You can be whoever you want to be. And if you want a career, then, like, do it. Like, that's amazing, you know? And I feel like that's something that she's going to look up to you forever for.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's so cool.
2: And she'll one day get to say, my mommy and daddy built spaceships. She's going to be floating (laughs) around
0: in space and be like, you want to know who did this? My mom and dad. Right.
2: (laughs) Hey, hopefully by that time, um, I can afford to send her to space. (laughs) Oh, yeah.
0: She's going. I can already feel it. Let's talk about Audrey. Okay. So when you were, you're pregnant at work. Also, is it hard to be pregnant in work? Because how, oh, okay, let's, I've always wondered this. When you're pregnant, you feel gross. Like you feel so sick. How do you do it? How do you go to work and feel like Jade and I were so nauseous? Like, how do you do, how do you feel <laughs> nauseous in work? I was very
2: fortunate with my pregnancy. I only got really nauseous sometimes. In the beginning, I found what worked for me. And if I got up and had water in the morning, I'd be nauseous. But if I got up and had eight ounces of orange juice, (gasps) I don't know what it is, but that worked for me. So every single morning, I had orange juice and I was good to go. No way. And if I had water instead, I was sick. Interesting. I don't know what it is. It worked for me. It
0: may work for others. Yeah. Um, This is the cure-all, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah.
2: So, And I also had a really good pregnancy because I've always been very active um, so I was still working out every day. We have a gym at our our work. It's just a mile away. Um, and so I go work out on my lunch breaks. And during the pregnancy, in the beginning, I still Amazing. lifted and did cardio. But towards the end, it was just getting on the elliptical and moving. Um, and then during the nice weather, my husband and I have always been big about, oh, let's go for a walk. And so I think that really helps me um, just staying like very active. And then, of course, I worked upstairs. So it's like three flights of stairs. So I uh, was up and down the stairs every time I'd use the restroom or wow. <laughs> any time I'd go anywhere. So I think all that really helped.
0: Wow. that's I I just remember sitting a lot.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Well, I think
1: I think it's hard sometimes, too, when you're a stay-at-home mom and you're feeling sick. It's kind of like always there in your head. It's more like you're focusing on it. And if you're having yeah. like a job you go to, there's a little bit more distraction Absolutely. or social interaction Where, if you're at home and you're just like by yourself, or you're just with your toddler or whoever, or your child, or whoever you're raising, it's kind of like always there, like, oh, I don't feel good today. Oh, I don't feel good today. Yeah. I'm just totally throwing this out there. It may, no, not, you're absolutely may not be right. that way, but I feel like almost a distraction would help. So that was- I could see that,
2: yeah. That was the whole reason why, you know, I had the opportunity to go out on my train leave like a month before my due date. Mm. But I was like, no, if I'm home, I will go stir crazy. Like I already have the nursery ready. I have my bags packed. Like, I don't want to be home. Like, cause I would be like, oh, just- Get this baby out of me. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually stayed at work until a week before. Oh, my goodness. Um, Yeah, because I was like, no, I I, I need to. I'm a busybody. Like, I can't stay sitting still. And so that's also what worked for me.
0: Yeah, my sister-in-law is the same way. She worked up till the day before her due date. And she was like, I'm just going to keep going. She's like, if I sit at home, I'll be like, do, do, do,
2: do, do, yes. you know, get this baby out. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I just don't
0: know how you guys do it. It's amazing. That's just amazing. So you had three months of maternity leave. Is that what you yes, said? Yes, yes. What was, what was the process of getting yourself ready to go back to work? Like, so each month that passed, I'm like, oh, I'm good. I have two more months.
2: And then another. Oh, I got one more month. Oh, I still got a couple weeks, you know. So I think what helped with the transition is my husband um, kind of split up his time. He gets six weeks, which was great from our company. Mm-hmm. That's, so, really good, that's really good, actually. Yes. Yeah, so At least he, in America. Yeah. And it's paid. And I think he got like six. He gets more pay than the, the, the woman does. So what? his pay was at like 70%. Mine was at like 55%, I think. Excuse
0: me, spaceship company.
2: <laughs> Pick it up a little Pick bit. it up. <laughs> yeah, so he took two weeks uh, when we had Audrey. And then um, he took two weeks and we did like a little vacation. Um, we're big on camping. We have a trailer. We love going camping. So we did that. And then he took the last two weeks when I went back. So he was home with her two oh, weeks while wow. I was at work. And we did FaceTime and stuff. And Aww. so I think that was very beneficial and helped us cut uh, me pretty much ease back in. I would say it was definitely hard on like the breastfeeding because I was, I made myself goals. Like, um, I know it doesn't work for everyone, but I like made a goal like first three months and then six months and then nine mm-hmm. months and then the year. I definitely wanted to keep my supply up. So, um, right before going back to work, I was pumping every night. Uh, when I started work, I was. Pumping first thing in the morning. So she'd wake up to a bottle. I was pumping because I was at work nine hours a day, um, gone three. I pumped three times at work. So wow. those were my breaks. And then I'd still run to the gym when I was cleared, <laughs> too. And then, amazing. Pump. And then um, I'd feed her when I was home. Um, and then at night, I'd pump before bed. So I was pumping five times a day on wow. top of breastfeeding. Whoa. What was
1: your yeah. pumping experience like at work? Did you feel comfortable, or did they set it up? And did they set
2: up a mother's room? I know there's always like mother's rooms, but it's like the janitor's closet. Yeah, that's no. a hot topic for sure. We are a newer company, um, uh, just over ten years. There's not obviously as many females as there are males. Um, that is changing though. When I was coming back, they were working on the construction of a mother's room uh, that was going to be purely dedicated to the mothers, but it was in the other building. So we have like four buildings and um, I'm like, I'm not going to drive over a mile over there, pump, and especially if I'm doing it three times, right? So I was like, no, don't worry about it. So we have conference rooms throughout the building. Um, So I would book a conference room. Then I had a red paper. I'd block the window. I'd lock it and say, do not enter. And the guys knew what that meant. And they all made jokes. It didn't bother me. Oh, she's in work in the dairy farm or I'm just like, whatever. (laughs) So they all have wives. They know. Yeah. That got kind of tough. So um, we're supposedly waiting for permitting to get a mother's room in our building. Um, So after the rooms just became a hassle, um, beside the bathroom, there's a shower room, which people don't use all that often. There's a bench in there and stuff. So I've recently, I'm trying to wean my daughter. That's another topic. Um, uh, I've just been pumping in the the shower room, but that that's the room they actually plan to convert to like a mother's room. And they told mm-hmm. me all their plans. And they actually asked for my input, which I thought was really nice, wow, and, that is nice and beneficial because they the guys won't know how to make a mother's room. Right. You know? no, <laughs> they, they don't they know what that. you need. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think that was like one of the hardest parts. And then just um, as she started eating solids and then I, you know, got to cut down some of the feedings and stuff. And now I'm only pumping once at work, but still in the mornings and uh, trying to wean my daughter has been fun because she, uh, <laughs> I do like 75% breast milk and I've tried all these other milks. And so far I've gotten a little bit of luck with almond milk and I'll put just 25%, but mm-hmm. she'll taste the bottle and throw it. <laughs>
0: so uh, oh man yeah so that's uh, been fun but that's so hard Where do we do ripple milk the pea milk I will have to try that I mean she was on like a formula that was uh, from like three months that was really it smelled really bad it was like hypoallergenic gluten free dairy free everything free so I feel like even if the pea milk tastes bad she wouldn't it would probably taste better than what that the was so maybe that's why she likes it I don't know <laughs> <laughs> anyway,
1: <laughs> um, I do have a couple of questions for you that we have from other women. And one of them is, what do you think is the biggest challenge faced by mothers in the workplace?
2: Personally or job related? Or- I think either. I mean, because
1: there are honestly, if we want to get into a deep conversation, um, maternity leave in the United States is not po- fair poop yes <laughs> I, I'm not gonna cuss out here but it's I want to use a cuss word yes and there needs to be more action taken for it yes but if you want to answer just like personally that's totally cool too yeah no I'm always
2: jealous of all the Canadian moms or the moms from Europe and stuff they're like I why know. don't you go back after three months like I we got a year and I'm like I want a year because then we would get most of all those milestones and I think yeah. that would be so much easier on us moms and the recovery for yourself yes as well. Yeah, it took us nine months to make it, make this right. baby. Why are we only getting three months recovery? Yeah, absolutely. It, it makes me angry, actually. Yes, yeah. yes. I did hear something about um, they're trying to change the law. I don't know if it's just California or statewide to at least six months. I'm like, hey, even that would be beneficial. Oh, yeah. That's a stepping stone, right?
1: 100%. What do you think is the biggest challenge faced by mothers in the workplace?
2: So personally it's it's definitely the the mom guilt not being with my child thinking like hey I have a husband like can we get by with just one income like do I do I need to be at work do I follow my career or do I want to be home with my baby so I think the guilt even 14 months in it's still there um constantly on the career path it's it's you know we have technically we have 18 years but I know often that's a lot more with our child so It's uh, giving, sticking with our career because unfortunately after our children leave and we have those emptiness, like we are still a person and we need to remain that person. We can't lose that person. Um, And that, that goes even with you ladies, like even being at stay at home moms, like my hat's off to you guys. Also, I know how hard it is to attempt to keep a house clean and especially when they're at the age of 14 months or are on and they're you wild. know you clean up one thing and there they are messing up the other thing oh, yeah. you know and keeping the, the dishes clean and food on the table and food in the fridge and the laundry and um, you know whether I'm working trying to do that when my daughter goes to bed <laughs> trying to catch up without that, that or the mom staying home like I know it's tough on either end um, so I think it's it's being true to yourself and um you know my daughter is my 100% like i would quit my job in a heartbeat to be with her financially we could probably do it but we like to do these extra things and we want to be able to give Um, our daughter, maybe more than what we had. And so, and it's, it's also very important that she sees, you know, she may not see it now, but as she gets older, she sees what her mom and dad are doing. And, you know, like we went back to school, we got our degrees, we found a career, like we're everything we're doing, we're doing it for her, you know? So I think there's, there's going to be the pros and cons either way.
1: Do you watch the Netflix show Working Moms? Yes, I do. I love that show. So, <laughs> I've never even heard of this show. Oh, you need to watch it. It's so funny. I was so sad when the season was over and I'm like, no, I need more episodes. <laughs> the one mom, who I feel like is kind of like the main mom, she has the dark brown hair and she's uh, in advertising sales. Yes. She loves her career. Like that is definitely like a part of her, what she loves, her passions. And so for her, you could see her struggle of, I'm missing out on milestones yes. with my baby, but this is something that like, feeds my soul. Um, do you feel like that's something for you too? Like your career? Like is it, it's something that gives you life?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, I think it, it helps that I have an exciting job. And so it makes it easier getting up and going to work in the morning, you know, and, and, it, like I also said, it helps that my daughter's with family. So I know she's in good hands right. and um, she's, a, she's in our tribe. Like she's, you know, our parents raised us. So, we you know, yeah. they did a good job. So, you know, we trust them with our daughter, even though, you know, they'll give her a little sweet here and there. But, uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I think that's one of the things that working moms deal with too, is the mom guilt over, but I
0: love my job
2: Yeah, and you yeah. shouldn't
0: have to feel that way. Yeah. yeah. What would be your advice to um, moms who are maybe already feeling the guilt of leaving their child? Maybe they're at the end of maternity leave. They're about to go back. What would be your advice? So you just got to take it day by day. Um,
2: I remember the first week was definitely the hardest. The first day, oh man, I mean, I probably wasn't even at work an hour. And my eyes just kept filling with tears like, you know, I'm looking at pictures and I'm just like, I want to be there with my baby. Like, look how fast she grew already in three months. Mm -hmm. Like um, it, it will get easier. You just have to take it day by day. And, you know, whether your, your child is with a family member or a care provider, you know, ask them if they can send, especially the first, the first week or two, like pictures or videos throughout the day. And I think that, is truly helpful and um just remember your purpose and why you are where you are and what you're doing is for your child it's a day-by-day i promise it gets easier um. just give it some time. And I still, you know, g- grandma will send a video and she's, hi, mama. Aww. And, you know, I'm like, I should be there, you know, and, and that guilt comes right back. But, you know, it's the best thing. And and especially when they get a little older and, you know, they're crawling, walking, running, whatever the case. And you get home at the end of the day. She runs to me with her arms open. so sweet. Mama, mama. And she gives me hugs and kisses. And then she goes to dada, you know. Mm-hmm. So. And that right there that's your point that you're like okay like I'm doing the right thing and and she knows who I am and she can't wait till I get home and and so it'll all be worth it and I promise it'll get easier.
0: I know I think about that too, you know, my work is also part of this podcast coming to LA and when I leave yeah, you know, Bella's crying and it's really sad, but I think the thing that makes me less sad about it, you know, getting even getting on the plane this time there was lot happening at home and Evan got sick. So my parents had to go get her. And it was just like a lot of things going on. And I kept thinking, I I shouldn't even go. I should just be at home. Like, but knowing that, well, like we're having this conversation that will help other moms that one day Bella will be like, wow, mom, all these things you helped to, you know, accomplish in the world are so amazing. And just knowing that our daughters will one day understand Understand what this was all you know for and I think that's I don't know I think about you know the moments and Bella being in high school or college and pursuing her dreams and me just being like yes you know absolutely like go women you know so definitely I, I think that kind of keeps me If you can get in that headspace, I think maybe that would be something that would Yeah. At the end of the day,
2: just kind of think about it and, hey, am I doing the right thing, you know? And is my child going to know that everything I did was for them? Right. I think that's huge. Right. Yeah. And
1: I think as they get older, those are sort of conversations that you can have, you know, when they're four or five or six or… right whatever, and they see you going off to work and they're like, well, why do do you have to go to work today? It's something that you can share with her is like, well, mommy's doing this for us. And, you know, someday, you know, you'll be able to do these things too. And it's just setting like a good example. I feel like as long as you're just still like communicating with them and they they understand. I mean, at this age, they're so little. And so we we, we never remember? (laughs) we have this concept of time in our head, but we don't know how they what kind of concept of time they have. Right. She sees her face, and it's just like the best part of yes. her day, you know? it's mm-hmm. the best part of my day, too, because yeah. I don't see her in the
2: morning when I leave. So mm-hmm. I literally put her to bed, and uh, right now she's kind of waking once <laughs> in the middle of the night, so I get to see her then for a so second. <laughs> <laughs> um And get her back down, and then I don't see her again until, you know, 5.30, and we have until bedtime's 8 o'clock, you know? Yeah, but she knows
1: that you love her, and I feel like that's like— Right. The core of this is just we're all doing the best we can. And we're all trying to just love our kids the best way we know how. And it's different for each family. And so she's, I mean, it's a beautiful thing. We do also want to talk to you about something that happened in your life that is pretty crazy when I heard this story. Um, You were at the concert in Las Vegas where there was the shooting right outside of Mandalay Bay. And I'm just going to kind of let you share the story because um, you were pregnant when it happened. Yes. And we'd love to just, if you're open to sharing just your experience, because it, and when I heard that, I was like, oh, my God, I could not even imagine. I can't the imagine. T- yes. It, the, the, the terror.
2: Yeah, it's definitely a nightmare I don't wish on anyone. Um. So, yeah, I was four and a half months pregnant. Um. We already knew it was a girl at that time. We already had her name, Audrey. Um, and we had gone to the music festival, um, the Route 91 three-day Harvest Festival, the year before, um, so I knew, pregnant or not, I was going. It was such a great time, great music, great people, and it was also my husband's uh, 30th birthday weekend. Uh, we went with the same couple we went with the previous year, Darren and Shauna. We stayed at the Excalibur because it was just a quick walk across the street to the venue, and if I needed a nap or I needed to cool down, you know, we could just walk walk back across the street. And um, so, yeah, so uh, Friday night was great and Saturday night was great. They had uh, great headliners and Um, everyone was respectful. And um, the first night we were on the left-hand side of the stage and uh, it was more crowded. I was getting bumped and stuff and that freaked me out because I was uh, pregnant the first time, you know. So we decided let's go to the right-hand side of the stage. And we were glad we did that because there was less people. And um, so we did that Saturday night. So we already knew Sunday night we wanted to do the same thing. Um, So um, Sunday night was um, the night Uh, The last night of the festival and the biggest headliner, Jason Aldean, was coming on. And um, each night towards the end of the concerts, we would leave about 20 minutes early. So we'd probably watch half the main headliner and then leave to beat the the crowd out. Um, This year, it had doubled attendees. There was uh, 20,000 people. So uh, it was pretty packed, and um, we were the front right-hand side of the stage. Um, There was some turf about 50 feet from the stage and closest to the strip in Mandalay Bay, and because I was pregnant in cowgirl boots, I often would uh, take off my boots in between sets and uh, stand on the turf or sit on the turf. And uh, the husband would kind of hover over me to protect me. And um, so I would do that. About 10 o'clock, I uh, stood up, and we knew we were only going to stay a little bit longer, put on my boots, and, you know, we're enjoying uh, Jason. And Jason's always wanted to say, hey, you know, I don't talk much. I just keep playing. Like, that's what you're here for. Let's do mm-hmm. this. And um, a little earlier in the night, um, we did, like, God Bless America, and people had their uh, lights on their phones out, and we just all really were, like, united, and, um, you know, we thanked our troops, and it was it was just a great time, and, you know, and wrapping up the uh, third night of the festival, and uh, so, you know, Jason's playing, and um, he plays the song um, uh, When She Says Baby, and it had just started, and uh, like I said, we were in the front right, and all of a sudden, we hear just pop, 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 pop. And it sounded like someone was in the venue with like they one, the fireworks that you like light and throw yeah. and they just pop, 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 mm-hmm. you know? And we're like, really? Like what jerk would do something oh like God. this? Like so uncalled for, you know? So at that time, we're still just like, oh, but then we kept hearing it. So we're like, oh, well, we're in Vegas. Like, maybe there's fireworks, you know? Mm -hmm. So you just see everyone, like, look up at the strip, like, okay, well, we hear it. Where is the fireworks, you know? And we're not seeing anything. You just kept hearing that noise. It was just spraying. At that time, we're like, there's an automatic weapon. And it sounded so close that we thought it was just in front of us where we thought we heard the fireworks, you know, at that point it it was just a quick what what what's going on? I don't even know what to think and um, Jason Aldean runs off the stage, and you just hear the mic drop, and you're just hearing these bullets just spraying and, of course, echoing on the microphone through all the speakers. Um, and everyone just, drop, drop, drop. And uh, so everyone just drops. They say, stay low. And so right before Jason came on, two of my childhood girlfriends met up with us, Lacey and Sally. Um, so it was the six of us uh, with Darren and Shauna. And... Darren was like, just get down, stay down, like, don't look up, just stay down. And like I said, we thought the person was inside, (laughs) not sure. Um, So we stay down, and at this point, people are screaming and yelling, and um, you could smell uh, like a a burnt sulfur smell because of the bullets like ricocheting from um, the, the turf. Wow. People are starting to get up and scream and run. And you know, people go to these festivals and they drink and they drink heavy because we all knew we were going back the day before. Well, mm-hmm. I was pregnant, so obviously I wasn't drinking. Yeah. Um, but our whole group wasn't because we were all going to go back pretty early because it was a Monday. So fortunately, our group was not intoxicated, but those that were, I mean, there were females that were just bawling up, screaming and crying or they were in shock that they just stood still. Yeah. Um, so when we were dropped and covered. Um, in between around, we got up and we ran. Uh, round started again. We dropped and covered again. Um, every time we dropped and covered, my husband laid over my body. Uh, my girlfriend, Sally, laid over my upper body. Even though we're all here, fortunately, like they are my heroes because had anything happened, they could have saved mine and Audrey's life, you know. Um, in between rounds, we would get up and we'd run a little bit and we'd drop and cover. After doing that about two times, um, I told Darren, we got to go. If we lay here, we're a laying target. Like, I'd rather be running and take that chance of getting hit than just laying on the ground. And he's like, you're right. Like, okay, guys, you know, next round, you know, stay with your partner and like, let's go. Um, I just remember the first time dropping, not even knowing what was going on. I just prayed. I prayed so hard and just prayed, like, God, please, please get me out of here. Get me out of here safely. Like, protect us. And... That second time after dropping, next to me was my girlfriend Shauna and next to her was um, a wife and husband and he was shot and killed on impact. The wife just held him and yelled like, no, no, no. You know, we're still all in a panic and... Um, I mean, they just kept spraying and spraying, and you knew you had literally just maybe 30 seconds in between rounds. And uh, so at that point, after the second time, and we decided to go, we all kind of split. My husband and I held hands and we started running. And at that point, you're weaving through. We were farthest from an exit. Um, so we're weaving through uh, people, belongings, everything. Uh, we run north to then run east. We knew that there was a small exit. That was going to be the closest one, um, which was still a ways that we knew there was a back route to um, run towards Hooters, which was because we didn't know where it was coming from, how many shooters there were. If we knew the person wasn't inside, our thoughts were they have to be up high. So I didn't know if they were on top of buildings, if there were multiple shooters on buildings. So my thought process was we got to get away from the strip. Um, So we ran um, out the back way um, through the back uh, employee parking lot of like Tropicana. While we were running, then police are coming, ambulance are coming, they're ducking and covering because they can't make sense of the situation. We run um, back towards Hooters. It was about a mile run in my cowboy boots. Uh, four and a half months pregnant. Oh my gosh! <laughs> um, thank God again for uh, the gym daily. <laughs> we are with probably some other random people. We're all kind of making a run for it. People are ducking, covering, and um, people were hiding in the parking lots. And uh, you know, people are carrying people that had been shot. Like you know, there's blood. People are mm-hmm. wounded. People can't walk on their leg. You know, and and everyone's trying to get help we um, get over to the back Hooters parking lot and an employee led us through the laundry room and said, the casino's that way. We run in and um, there's people, there's blood. The casino staff, they don't know what's going on you hear a loud bang and people go running and say there's a shooter in the casino oh my god so it's like it's it's not ending it's not stopping um so we run out and we are trying to figure out where do we go where where is a safe spot what do we do and we found a opening to a door that um was near the pool and it said no roof access so it clicked in my mind okay well then there's probably not a shooter on this roof. Like, let's let's take this one. But each flight of stairs you ran up and not knowing what was going to be around the corner was so scary. The first door I opened was floor three. I opened the door and you hear screaming. And uh, there was a, a man standing there. And what's going on? He goes, um, don't worry. There had been a lady that had been shot. She's okay. There's blood everywhere. We're trying to take care of her. You may not want to go down here. And we're like, okay the door we run up the flights oh you know we're gosh. running running and picked flight uh staircase number nine I open the door and I see a gentleman with his head poking out um I say sir sir please can you please let us in um please like we're we're trying to get safe and he opens the door lets us in um and that was a scary thing too is like you're asking a complete stranger right. to go in totally. their room you know um so he uh lets us in he had let uh, one other lady in that I guess had lost her group she was by herself oh her name's Samantha um, so they let us in, and um, it was, they spoke fairly good English. Um, his name's Mateo and uh, Katarina. They were on their honeymoon. No oh my way. goodness. Yeah. So they were from uh, Slovenia on their honeymoon, and Ugh. she was pregnant. No way. Yeah. So uh, she was uh, about five, five and a half months also with the little girl. Um, we get in the room, we turn off the lights. Um, the men, we're just acting fast. I don't even know really what's going on. Um, they take the dresser, push it up against the door. We turn off the lights, we hide in the corner away from the door. We don't know what's going on. You know, um, we call our parents and Hey, um, there was just a mass shooting at the concert we were at. Um, we're okay. We're still trying to find our friends. Um, like we'll keep you posted. Um, you know, we're safe as far as we know right now. Um, the parents kept calling and checking in with us and uh they turned on the news, waiting for news something to come up of it. Um, we don't know, you know, at this time how many shooters, how many have been killed. Um, are we safe? Like we don't know. Yeah, so we had gotten there. So the shooting started at like 10 oh five, and I think we were at safety by like 1015. Um, so it was the longest you know, 10 minutes of our life and (sighs) while we are running, you know, for safety, uh, you know, you still heard the bullets just spraying, And um, yeah, so then uh, we got in touch with our friends and we were all in different locations. And our friends that we had come with, they were at Tropicana. They got over to Hooters, but then they had walked all the staircases and elevators so they couldn't get up to us. Wow. So they were stuck in the open in the pool area. Wow. No. Yeah. So uh, fortunately, we were there overnight. Um, no food, no water. I am um, pregnant. Uh, we only snacked on some nachos, um, earlier in the night. So I was starving. They didn't have anything, unfortunately, in their room. I'm drinking tap water. I'm shaking. I'm dehydrated. I'm hungry. (laughs) Um, I was hitting up some nurse friends. Like, I don't know, like, what do I do? Like, I know I'm stressed. I'm freaking out. I'm in terror. Like, is Mm -hmm. the baby going to be okay? Mm -hmm. Um, she, you know, just kept telling me like, um, just, just try to breathe. I know it's hard, but just, just, just try to stay positive and like you're okay right now. The baby Mm -hmm. should be okay. Like just, just hang in there. Um, so we didn't get cleared to leave until 6am. Wow. So that was a very, very rough night. All our friends and family reached out to us, checking on us and, we were leaving. Uh, we got the clearance, go out of the hotel, and we had to take that walk back to no Excalibur. Way. Never in my life have I seen the streets of Las Vegas empty. Um, we took that horrible walk back, and it was—you uh, could see Mandalay Bay, that thirty-second floor, because at that time they knew, you know, mm. a little bit of what had happened, and um, you just saw the window shattered and the curtains blowing out, and it was wow. just a cold, eerie feeling, and. Um, we couldn't leave quick enough. Um, I mean, you saw people camped out in the casino floors with sheets and towels and just cuddling and crying. And um, I, uh, I don't wish it on my worst enemy. We couldn't get in the car quick enough. And until we were on the freeway driving home was the first time I got like a breath of, uh, I'm, I'm okay. Oh my gosh. And I reached out to my girlfriend who had worked for my doctor's office and she told my doctor what happened and she said, tell her to get here immediately. We'll do an ultrasound. We'll confirm everything's okay. So we got into town and got the ultrasound and the minute we, you know, saw the her heartbeat, we just bawled mm-hmm. our eyes out and the staff cried with us mm-hmm. and um, we just had such a good support team. And, you know, it was still the, what, what. What happened? Did this really happen who who could do this? Why did it happen? and just trying to seek those answers and of course, they're not answered today and um in the beginning, we were just making ourselves sick because we were trying to find those answers that weren't there and I remember after the doctor's appointment and finally eating the first thing uh, one of the stories I read was the husband that died um protecting his wife, hovering over his wife. And I just thought that that could have been my husband, you know, Mm -hmm. coming to find out that there were 58 lives that were taken and so many other lives that were impacted and, you know, so many others that were injured. And then the long term effect, like, you know, we all have PTSD in some form now. And, you know we we still have nightmares shooting nightmares all the time and mm-hmm. um i have i've always been a public person and concerts were always mine and my husband's thing since you know we got together in uh, 2011 and you know every year we we're going to a handful of concerts and we haven't been to a concert since and mm-hmm. we don't like big crowds and i have total anxiety now and um balloons popping never ever would have imagined that would be a trigger you know and It's just the things that um, you wouldn't—it would be unnoticed for anyone else. And uh, sitting in restaurants, you got to find a door. You know, someone walks in, and they may look a little suspicious. Like, we're on, like, high edge all the time. Yeah. It's crazy. I was was telling you, too, my dad's high
1: school best friend, he was there, and he was actually shot. And uh, one of the bullets went through his chest and out the back and into his arm— And he was with a friend who they crawled under the stage and they were able to get from behind out under this fence and there was people leaving in a truck. And somehow he was able to just get into the truck and they took him straight to the hospital and he lived very fortunately. But it's just so hard because I'm getting emotional. But like you said, there's no
2: answers to this. No. No, and like my heart has always gone out to like, the school shootings or you hear all these shootings in this world and this world's just gotten scary, but you hear all this and you never think it's going to happen to you Mm -hmm. and, you know, your heart, you feel for them and all of that. But then I, now I can't even, I can't even explain it. It's something. Do
1: you think it's given you some sort of like, I mean, I don't want to, you know, all you can do is try to like hope out of these sort of situations and hope that there's change too, but Do you think it's given you any sort of um, different view
2: on life or purpose? Absolutely. One of our things is, um, so there are, uh, we have some Route 91 like support groups out there where we've, it's kind of like a self-therapy kind of group and we've all told our stories and anytime we have a hard time, everyone's very supportive in there for each other. And one of our big things, um, especially me and my husband talk about is that, you know, 58 lives were taken and they didn't get that second chance. We were given that second chance for whatever reason. And we need to live our life to the fullest because, you know, as I say, tomorrow's never promised. And I, I think living for them because they didn't get the opportunity and living for ourselves is the the light at the end of the tunnel um, because tomorrow isn't promised. And being pregnant through that all, and I— I never really got to go through, I think, all the waves um, that because I knew Audrey was getting what I was feeling in a sense, if that makes sense, um, Mm -hmm. that I had to keep my stress and my anxiety and all that down because it's the health of my child. And um, I think that was big. And so like Audrey was, we always say like, she's our saving grace. Like she got us through all this because, um, also I think being there with my spouse was huge too, because there were, you know, just a bunch of ladies that would go by themselves or men and their partners. Sure. They feel for you and they're so glad you're here, but they don't truly understand Mm -hmm. what you're going through. So I think having my husband and the baby, I think that was everything for us. So when we got back, we didn't really go out and about we stayed home and we started the nursery and we spent hours and days and nights in the nursery because that was that's what helped us that's what got us through everything I think wow it's kind of like a she really was like you said like a saving grace kind of your blessing yeah like we knew we had to get out of there we had to be safe Mm -hmm. like we wanted to meet our daughter right and we actually just talked about the other night is you know my husband was just like you know it, it you always have like those weird thoughts in the back of your head. Like, what if my partner wasn't here? Like, you know, like, would my daughter have never met her dad? Or, you know, like walk her down the aisle, like any of that. Like, it's just such an emotional roller coaster. Um. Well,
1: thank you so much for sharing. That was, um, I mean, I can't even imagine going through that. Just me thinking about putting myself in your shoes and Tanner
2: and... Mm-hmm. You're very strong. So thank you for sharing. Yeah, that's true. very vulnerable. Yes, it's, it's taken a while. I shared the story for the first time with family and friends after one year, and wow. uh, that was written. So uh, I've talked about it a little here and there. But yeah, so that's the story.
0: You're so strong. I mean, everything we've talked about from, you know, this story, obviously, and you being a working mom, you're just very, you're, you're such a strong person.
2: Thank you. I appreciate it. I try. Everything we do, we do it for our kids, right?
0: Yeah, Absolutely. that's very
1: true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All
2: right. Well, is there anything
1: else that you want to leave our listeners with? Or are you open? I mean, yeah. I don't know if you're open to it because it's um, if you want to like connect with other women, you can leave an Instagram or anything like that.
2: So most of my pages are private. I do generally keep everything private, but um, I have Messenger and I always, I've talked to many of the ladies on there and we've shared stories and stuff and um, I'm in the group and I'm always, I'm an an open book. I just don't uh, publicly put myself out there, if that makes sense. But um, I love talking to people and I'm more than happy to hear from anyone if anyone wants to reach out to me through Facebook Messenger or anything like that.
0: Well, thank you for sharing publicly so publicly right now. Like <laughs> yeah, we nice. really appreciate that, especially being a very private person. I know this is kind of sometimes can be very shocking. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I really appreciate it. I really love this group. I've been, you know, here through the pregnancy and the labor and delivery and um the month to month raising your child and getting the advice from all the other mommies out there. Mm-hmm. And it's it's such a great group, supportive group and I love just how positive everyone is and helps everyone get through everything. Thank you. Yeah, all
0: right. <laughs> you guys are great. We being all being appreciate you guys. Awesome. Thank <laughs> Aw, thanks. Thank cool. you for being on. Yeah. Well,
1: thank you, Megan, for joining us. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and now another installment of Jade and Carly pay for Emmy and Bella's college education.
0: You know what I love? Well, besides Taylor Swift, which we all know, I love my cat and. Taylor Swift now has three cats, which we all know from her new music video. And I think that makes us best friends because we both love our cats and they're like our children. But you know what I don't love about cats? I don't like cleaning up their litter box, which is actually why I send Evan to do it now. And he loves me even more because I have switched to Arm & Hammer cloud control litter. There's No cloud of like nasties when he scoops up and it's 100% dust free. It's free of heavy perfumes. It helps reduce airborne dander from scooping. So what happens in the litter box stays in the litter box. You're welcome, Evan. That's new cloud control cat litter by Arm & Hammer. More power to you. Wow. I really appreciate
1: Megan coming on and just being so open with us. That story I had known a little bit about what she had experienced, but I didn't know the extent. And I mean, my heart was pounding the whole time. I can't imagine actually going through that. She is just so, so strong. And to go through that while you're pregnant. I mean, I can't. Yeah.
0: She's so strong and and so brave.
1: And the nightmares afterwards, like, the trauma that she had to experience while still carrying her baby, it's just crazy. I'm so thankful that uh, her daughter's been healthy and she's been healthy and um, everybody was safe in her family. It's so hard when something like that happens because there is no explanation why. Right. And I feel like that's the hardest part is like, why would somebody do something so horrid mm-hmm. and evil? And so... um, it's so hard to search for what you can get out of this, but I guess it's just the hope that maybe something someday will change because it has to. I know. I don't know. It's so sad, but it really she's is truly, hard to find words. It is, and I just feel like anything I say is gonna fall short.
0: Yeah, I mean, because I, you're saying really never beautiful know things, what it,
1: though. Oh, thank you. But, yeah. I just because we'll never know what it f- really truly felt like, right? Or people, or people who've gone through what they've gone through with, with something like this like a mass shooting which should not be happening
0: you know what's so crazy too i was thinking about like the shooting like now we have associations with three people that were involved in this like britney aldean your dad's friend and megan and like that's just so wild like it's such a small world and we're all so connected you know what i mean
1: yeah that's the scary part so weird it's that six degrees of separation that it's becoming so common that we right. know people that this has happened to now.
0: It's just so wild. Um, but I'm just, I'm thankful for her for sharing her story. Um, I'm also thankful for her for coming on and talking about being a working mom and mom life. I, she's just an amazing person. She, she's she got it very together, this girl. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Megan. We love you. Um uh, as for our uh, weekly affirmation, I actually found one. that's a little bit long, but um, it's a positive affirmation for working moms. So I'm going to go ahead and share that. I'm working hard to support my family. I love my children just as much as I would if I were staying at home. Today, I'll find peace in being good enough because perfection is impossible. Everything I do serves a purpose for my family. I am the best mom for my children. I will laugh and play with my children when we are together. I will be an intentional parent, and I'm not comparing myself to the mothers around me. I am the perfect mother for my child. I am a positive role model for my children, and I got this.
1: Um I just got really emotional <laughs> right <during> that. <laughs> I don't know why. I think that's such a great affirmation and I think it it could apply to any mom cuz even stay-at-home moms too or work-at-home moms or whatever your journey is as a mom like all those feelings like in the affirmation I feel like can apply.
0: Oh yeah. You know. 100%. So
1: like you said, us moms we're all bosses.
0: We we're are. We really are. And we do got this. Even the moments that we're like, I don't got this. We actually really do. And we are the best moms for our kids. We really are. There's no one better than us.
1: I think that's a good note to end this on. (laughs) I do too. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for tuning in again. We will see you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye.